0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, the mini-sode, where today we're going to talk about... Oh, sorry. I'm Rosemary McCabe and my sister, Beatrice McCabe, is here too. Hashtag very professional. we're going to talk about the not at all convoluted subject of what TV or film have you seen that has made you consider a totally bizarre and probably very unlike you career trajectory that later on after a small bit of research you've realised you would not be good at I'll go first because this was my idea Coyote Ugly I came out of Coyote <laughs> Ugly and I What's literally piano taught, roof, roof piano player no 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 I thought I was going to be a sexy bar girl ow oh rooftop piano player. That was a boring part. I thought I was going to be like Tyra Banks splashing whiskey all over the, the, the punters on top of a bar in New York. And then do you remember we went to New York and we went to the actual Coyote Ugly Bar. Which was right opposite my work. Yeah, which yes. was really near your work. And I was literally like, oh my God, could never. that bar looks filthy, would never want to get up there. It was like, no. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, the problem was we only ever went after work. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know when these, when this place got jamming or whatever like got company, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't ever when we were there it was always like we were there when, and there were like four other people and to your point like it looked filthy the toilets looked absolutely oh. grime filled
2: the whole thing and like in in Coyote Ugly they were always so clean like the girls I mean, they but there were, were a the... ton
3: of bras remember there were a ton of bras up oh, on the wall yeah. and hanging up in the ceiling and I was like and I had never occurred to me like, what if I took off my bra? Like, I'm like, I don't think that'd be a good look. I don't think anybody would be like, yes, great, took off my bra. That. They'd be like, get that right back on.
2: Put that right in the bin. <laughs> well, no, it'd be more
3: like, it's hanging too low. <laughs>
2: If I took off it's my bra right now, her if I took off my bra right now, they'd be like, what is it? Like, is it knickers? Is it? It's like one of those true and co sports bra. It's made out of like stretchy scuba. Oh,
3: Rosemary, this was in the good old days when nobody had, to,
2: everybody just had push-up bras. This was in the it's Wonder Bra era. It's true. I had a lot of push-up bras from pennies. The other one. So actually there were several, but the other movie that I came out of going, this is my career now. Burlesque. So that was when myself, Emma and Claire signed up for the burlesque class. Burlesque with Christina Aguilera and Cher. Have you not seen that movie?
3: Rosemary, I know what movie you're talking oh, sorry, you're looking about, very but I'm confused. literally like, why are your? No, I'm like, why are you the the movies that you watch? Because I was thinking,
2: oh, surgeon, like I knew you would be thinking these things. I have an even worse one coming up. Oh God, what? But no, no. But sorry to say, burlesque. So I know I've mentioned this before myself. Claire and Emma then went to a burlesque class, and Beatrice. It took, let's say, approximately twenty five seconds in that class for me to realize, uh oh, huh, perhaps not for me. I was why not. Oh my God, I was desperate. You had to do it in like, your heels, according, Beatrice, according and you know I can barely walk in them. Oh
3: yeah, God, no, no. Were they, they not even let you wear a good pair of wedges? No, you had to wear your little heels
2: the <laughs> whole time. I actually saw a lovely pair of wedges that I quite liked today. I was going to send them to you, and then I oh. thought you'd slag me, so I didn't.
3: I wouldn't. Probably, wedges are probably making a comeback, and I just don't know
2: because I'm so <laughs> they busy were, hating on them. They were espadrille wedges. And then, sorry, the, the last one, so this is the worst one, was when I watched the Billy Piper series, Secret Diary of a Call Girl.
3: Oh my God, what is this common thread of like? What is going on with you? Like, it's the not about. It's all about
2: that I have a fantasy where I'm really hot and I can use my number one obsession, men finding me attractive, to make money. That's basically okay. it.
3: Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Thanks. Okay, well, at least okay. At least we so know this.
2: Okay. When I finished watching Secret Diary of a Call Girl, I was like, she's really rich and she goes to really nice hotels, and none of those men looked particularly disgusting. What? Like what? It's TV. What was I on? And this was like I was in my twenties. This was not a teen, like a teenager. So then I decided to look up because I was like, there must be escort agents. Like there must that, be. That's escorts. actually insulting.
3: That's actually insulting to teenagers. Just, just so you know. I no,
2: thought you were going to say it's insulting to men. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. But um, I looked up escort agencies in Ireland because I was like, there must be like escorts of all different shapes and sizes. So-. No, let me tell you, the escorts are all very slim, very. Symmetrical and very blonde. And I was just like, hmm. I'd just be the fat escort.
3: Which I'm also I think, honestly probably, Rosemary, Rosemary, probably also extremely polite and very able to just not pass comment on the people who come in their doorway. So I'd say Good already point. you've lost. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you so. I was watching Wonder Woman 1984 last week. Um, I'm waiting for you to watch it so that I can comment on a couple of things that I found actually shocking about it. But let me tell you, it was shockingly bad. Right. Really bad. Still and I really enjoyed the first one. It was incredibly crap. And even the kids kept going, when's the fighting going to happen? When's the fighting starting? It was very long. We watched her over two nights and I wasn't looking forward to watching the second installment. But anyway, at the end, I was like, I'd like her job. And Don goes, what What does she do? I'm like, I'm not quite sure. But like, seemed to travel a lot. Yeah. Wore a what lot of really good looking
2: jumpsuits. Good clothes. Well, she used to be...
3: She used to be a doctor. Do you remember in the actual TV series? She was a doctor. I don't remember. No. And then in this one, she was, I don't know what, like just glamorous and said things about science that sounded scientific, but didn't actually ever seem to have an office or a job or dally very long anywhere. So I'd like that job because it seems pretty good. Get to wear really cool clothes, go to parties and so, do very so hang on, work.
2: Hang on. Sorry, not to just imitate on, sorry, what job is this? Just to be Wonder Woman yes basically (laughs) but I don't think yes but I'm not sure what she does actual fighting part
3: if I was invincible except like she wasn't in 1984 if I was invincible and had like shield metal shield
2: things on my bracelets bracelets joints shield yes I would bracelets I would love it but she does sometimes get hit I don't think I mean and I wouldn't go in for that
0: either
3: Trust me, I'm not saying I, Beatrice McCabe, would like to ban tall buildings. I'm saying I, Beatrice Wonder Woman McCabe, would like to ban tall buildings with the ability of an Amazon. Would I like to be an Amazon? Yes. Why not? So yes, I'd like to be Wonder Woman. She seems to have a hobby. It's a hobby of a job. And I'm like, sounds good, right? Everything else is, it's just about, I don't even know what, like what is actually her purpose in life? Not sure. The other job I was thinking as you're asking me what else I would like is... Oh, I had a good one there and I forgot it was now. What was it? Well, I'd definitely like to be a surgeon. Oh, no.
2: A detective. You'd like to be I a surgeon. I always wants to be. Sorry, yeah. hang on. Just backtrack for one second. I mean, we could talk about your love of detectives in a second. I know you'd love that. You'd like to be a surgeon.
3: On TV. You said on oh, TV. They no, seem no, to no. have
2: great lives. No, no. What TV I just jobs made made just watched I you want to do that in real life?
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like if this is what it was like in real life... I'd like to be a surgeon. But you're very and squeamish. watching the Good Witch. What? I feel like I'm you're not very squeamish, squeamish at all. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't. Rosemary, think I'm not remotely squeamish. I have carted really? Julie across to many a doctor's appointment and held her hand as she shook with like
2: ridiculous fear at
3: the th- th- thought of a needle. I'm not remotely squeamish. What are you talking about? Sorry,
2: sorry. Like holding your mate's hand while they're having their blood taken is not the same as like cutting open somebody's spleen. You can't even tell talk about about these things. Over your meal times, or you feel sick?
3: No, I just feel gross because I'm eating meat. Oh. It's Maybe not, not about a being sick if you're a surgeon?: I doubt it. I just don't want to talk about my operations while I'm having my steak. Like it's, it's more, I don't need <laughs> is this that connection. To to ask.
2: <laughs> yeah, is that to no? It's not. OK: Sorry, so, so tell me about your life as a detective.
3: Oh, yeah. So, well, anyway, no, back to me being a surgeon. So I'd happily oh. be a surgeon and, right, I'd be a surgeon because I was always thinking about, I didn't watch that much of Grey's Anatomy, but certainly they seemed to have a great time, right? And ER. I loved ER. George Clooney was on it and like literally wasn't that bad. And, and Noah Watts' chops. Oh, I hated him. Noah Wiley. Oh, oh well. Noah, Noah Wusspants. And then the good witch. Sam seems to have a great time as a surgeon. He, he seems oh, he to operate an hour a week. He rocks into the hospital. He he says something extremely obnoxious and mansplaining and they all nod and say amazing, amazing.
2: I was going to say he's he says always a lot of has, wise things, but that's more accurate.
3: Yeah, he says he seems to have plenty of time like every time she comes in to, I don't know, like consult on wallpaper or say something knowledgeable and sage, he's available. He's always hanging in the lobby like looking for his next appointment. He's never arms deep in blood. He's having a great time. So those are the things that made me think I'd
2: like to be a surgeon. Now, sorry, just to link back to your actual job, have you ever seen a yes. depiction of a fashion designer on TV or movies and thought that either looks very accurate or that looks great? I watched
3: Devil Wears Prado, right? And everybody was like, oh, so ridiculous. What a great movie. Like absolutely woeful movie, but also because so ridiculous, like they were all way too nice. Everybody, oh, yeah. was, everybody was way too nice in it. Even What's Your Face, Glenn Close. They were all. Meryl way, Streep. not Glenn Close. Meryl Streep.
2: <laughs> what, about, what about Phantom Thread? Oh, I feel like that's very I haven't watched you. that. Oh, you
3: haven't? I haven't watched it. No, oh. Mom's watched it multiple times oh my God, and put me off. It's a beautiful it. movie. I
2: haven't watched it. Phantom Thread and Pavarotti. Yeah. Mom has an obsession with like mean men, although Pavarotti's probably not that mean. Oh, is he mean? In Phantom Thread. Mm hmm. Well,
3: he's not, but I mean, that sounds, that sounds accurate. That sounds accurate. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So I'll tell you my true other calling, hearkening back from when I used to read Kay Scarpetta novels by Patricia Cornwell way back in the day in Ireland. All those novels you never read. You never liked them. Dad and I loved them. Well, I loved them and and dad and I loved them. And I, no, I, I was about to say, I thought it was our like connection. And on about, you know, novel seven, I'm like, dad, have you read this? He's like, I've gone off them. They're garbage. Or trash, whatever. And I was so annoyed. But anyway, they weren't garbage, Dad. She went through a bit of a... She had a bit of a lull. A bit like your man, J.J. Martin. Is that his name? J.J. Martin.
2: George R. R. Martin?
3: Yeah, him. <laughs> anyway, he did... Re- but I mean, he never rebounded. His his novels just got crap because he got rich and they got, they got crap. Yeah. But your one Cornwall... Excellent. So she was a pathologist, right? And she started, or she was a pathologist assistant, I think actually is correct. Whatever, something, some relation to a pathologist. And she started writing novels and they were great, I thought. And they're like very, you know, not the most, not like the the kind of normal female protagonist, because she was definitely not as likable, you know, like Mm -hmm. not as classically likable. Like she wasn't set up like that. She was a bit prickly and a bit difficult, blah, blah,
2: blah. Sounds very. Up-and-ally. Then I became
3: obsessed with becoming a pathologist, right? Then her niece grew up, her, her like difficult niece grew up to be like a very butt kicking FBI agent, also lesbian. Just just to like add to the cool factor, wear a lot of leather was very cool, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to become a lesbian FBI agent. This is amazing. Uh, but I was obsessed with joining the FBI until I realized that. You couldn't, as a non-American citizen, you can't be in the FBI, or you have to be here for multiple years before you qualify. So instead, I went into fashion design.
2: <laughs> I'd say I'd say those were Scully's two options as well.
3: Well, also I read the amount of sports and like fitness fitness tests you had to do to get into the FBI, and I was like, I'm I always don't know worried if I'd about that. Do you remember that? I yeah. did
2: the I did the physical fitness test to get into the fire brigade? Not to get into the fire brigade, I did it for excuse TV. me. I did it for TV. What? Yeah, because they were like... Let's no, do I this. don't remember. Oh my God, do it was tell. on TV and everything. We did this 12 weeks to twelve weeks to fitness thing where we basically just did like weightlifting for ages and then, and then at the end, well, we did weightlifting and we went sorry. And our... sorry, sorry, sorry,
3: excuse me. Can I ask a question without being perceived as rude? Yeah, yeah. Just you did it 12 weeks to fitness and you basically weightlifted for ages. That's a quote from you now. Oh yeah. Is that no. it? So...
2: Basically, was it, was it 12 weeks? Maybe it was six weeks. Anyway, it was a couple of weeks. Regarding we several we, weeks to fitness. We went in and we checked in on the show once a week to talk about how we were getting on. We did three sessions a week with a personal trainer. And then we also did like, I think there was a kind of a, the, like we did, we got juices or something and we got some kind of vitamin supplements and we went to a doctor and had our cholesterol checked at the beginning and at the end. So it was kind of to see like how much can you change in six weeks? You know what I mean? This is this the kind of thing where like people who are watching this go, how much these guys must get paid a fortune? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I got paid 50, 50 euro for going on for going on midday. It's not a fortune, let me tell you.
3: Did you get paid for like the extra s- no. all this weightlifting
2: sessions? No. This was this
3: was like the perk of the job. Yeah. And I say that with my with my famous quotation fingers. <laughs> with your famous, famous, like, job.
2: totally erratic quotation fingers. How dare you?
3: Yes, it was a perk. 50 actually, euro, are you joking?
2: No, that's that's how much I used to get for going on midday. And it would
3: take but like you basically had to go and do seven hours of research a week to then get 50 quid. Well, I never read it seven hours, but like it would take half a day. But I mean, you had to, and but like if you, you had to go and do this three, hour, three hours of sessions, what I'm saying, like you do three sessions oh, a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, if you take into account, if you're me, you've got an hour of prep, an hour of psychological prep, you've got two hours of recovery. So that's already, that's 12 hours.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, okay, anyway, 50 quid was worth it. That is where I discovered that, not really that I loved weightlifting, but that actually... Being heavy made gave me a great advantage because there were four of us doing it, and the three other women were much lighter than I was, and I ended up. There We, we call it being solid. Being solid. No, I was just stronger. But anyway, yeah, strong. Uh, at the very end of it, we had to do the physical fitness test that you have to do to when you applied to go into the fire brigade, and it was like we had to <laughs> to pick up the hose and like run up the length of the field.
3: Did you? Yeah. The hose or the host? The
2: hose there was all oh, the stuff holes. we had to do like I think we had to pick up like a dummy or something and then run somewhere with him and... I think
3: I vaguely remember you telling me about carrying a dummy over your shoulder but like but I mean how do they add because like not to, not to sound glib there's absolutely no way I could have done this like literally carrying a straw up the hill is probably too much for me but like what about the part where they add on the fire and the terror
2: well well they they, they lit a little bucket on fire in the corner for the TV I think so that they could there was some <laughs> How do they add that like element of stress to the test? Well, they had the, we had the flames in the corner of our eye the whole time. We were looking at them over our shoulder. But they didn't do the bit where I think if you're actually if you're actually join the fire brigade, you have to do some. You, you do smoke training, you know what I mean. So you do train to see if you can run through like a shipping container that's filled with smoke or whatever, like with your uniform on or whatever. I had to wear the uniform and everything. Just, just remember. Yeah, you, I mean, not exciting. to
3: not to be, yeah, not to make, not to make light of it. Cause definitely I, I admire fire people like nobody's business, but maybe we already qualified for that because remember granny used to smoke at least a hundred cigarettes a day. Just walking into the city room was like
2: 60 cigarettes before lunch, 60 after I tell everyone that. So like
3: just walking into the sitting room was like a full on, maybe that was, maybe that's where you got your good stamina from.
2: Maybe it is, and maybe it's from ingesting all the all the ash in the sausages. Do you remember, she used to fry the sausages, and there'd be little bits of ash God. and everything. Oh, she That's was great like maybe that
3: that actually that probably actually set the tone for my life. Like I should have been like, "Oh, sorry, Granny, thanks. I couldn't eat that." Instead, I was like, "Well, I'm I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to have to eat that."
2: <laughs> you could do. You could write like a parody of Angela's Ashes and call it Granny's Ashes. Sausage ashes. ashes ashes, ashes I had shoes
3: on I had shoes on though only to at least only to just prevent the the falling uh, cigarette butts from burning
2: my toes falling embers
3: yeah yes okay go on anyway anyway
2: could you have been a fire person well I passed whatever part of the test that we had to do that day yes oh great job a firefighter Beatrice oh yeah exactly (laughs) exactly a firefighter (laughs) that's probably the arsonist Okay, so are you glad... Sorry. Obviously, I wanted to be a vampire slayer. But that wasn't really a job. She didn't get paid for it. But that was like... She got paid for it in adoration. Not really, but she saved the world over and over and over again. What she get for? She got paid for it in hot vampires. Lost the love of her life twice. Riley went off in that helicopter. An angel. Who's Riley? Riley, the really boring army guy. Sounds
3: like no loss. Angel, meanwhile. and (laughs) Angel. He
2: hasn't aged well, David Boreanaz, I have to say.
3: Rosemary, don't be so past remarkable. We don't comment on
2: pieces, people's faces. Pieces' faces. <laughs> we don't comment on people's faces <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Please let us know what TV depiction of a career made you think, that's great, and then what point in real life made you think, oh, no, it's not. Because, because for me, it was those burlesque mirrors.
3: I, oh, I'd like to know what about people who thought, oh, that's great, I should do that career, and then did it. And are still doing
2: it. Oh, good point. Yeah, it really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's amazing that there are people who saw something and then actually followed it through, unlike me.
3: Well, if I'd watched Emily in Paris back in the day, I would have thought to myself, I could do PR, and it's just like that.
2: You can get us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister, or individually at Rosemary McCabe, and at Beatrice McCabe, there's an A in our Mac, just... Blame our dot. Our website is notwithoutmysis.com and you can email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and you'll get us for a full episode on Tuesday, a mini episode on Fridays. If you have Apple Podcasts and you could rate, review and subscribe, that would really help us help other people discover the podcast. And actually a very special request, wherever you're listening to this, if you could take a screen grab and share on your Instagram stories, share on Twitter, tag us on Instagram, tag me at Rosemary McCabe on Twitter and let us know and we'll share. We would really appreciate because we're just trying to, you're just trying to get the word out, you know? Let more people know about
3: I, I like to said that, help us help other people.
2: Yeah, to discover us. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
3: <laughs> Thanks, bye. Bye.
2: Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not
1: Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie